When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is The Bird Show. Our producer, our phone screener, Mike, he's not even working today. He only works on Mondays, but he feels so passionate. <laughs> about this one particular subject. He's like, I will cleaver my schedule to talk about dudes peeing sitting down. Yeah, he, he became passionate when I went into the phone screener room yesterday and I was like, hey, you're going to be on the air with us, but you're just going to do it via phone, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mikey. Hey, everybody. What's the word? Well, now I know why they call you Messy Mikey. Cleaner. <laughs> 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 yeah, it is clean. All right, go ahead. State, state your case here. How did we well, even get into this yesterday? Yeah, so it all ha- it all started, the debate about men sitting down to urinate all started with Abby's unhinged segment yesterday. Yesterday, we were doing the unhinged segment where I played the worst dating app prompts that guys voice on mm-hmm. the app. And yesterday, some guy said and admitted to peeing while sitting down. Sometimes uh, I pee sitting down, so don't be too impressed. <laughs> that was it. Lower your expectations, girlies. <laughs> okay. And so I think you asked Abby and I if that would be a turnoff. Like if you're dating somebody and you finally get to that comfortable period where you can actually have the door open while you're peeing. Mm-hmm. If he was peeing sitting down, would it be a turnoff? And you said no. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And Abby was honest. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it'd be a little weird. You open the door and he's just taking a squat, but yeah. you hear a little trickle, trickle. But see, I'm also at the place in my relationship. It's, it's, I have to try to put myself back in the beginning because, I mean, I've been with my husband. We've been together for 17 years now. I mean... We were, last night, he was doing laundry in the hallway, and I was walking from the bathroom to the to the closet, and I smelled something funny. And I'm like, did you just rip one? And he's like, yup. So, I mean, that's where we are in our relationship. So, him sitting down to pee would not be a turnoff for me. Would it be weird if he pooped standing up? <laughs> I mean, unless he likes to hear the poop, poop. As he goes to the toilet. That's one hell of a splash song. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Back in the blaze. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be an issue. That that would be an issue. All right, Mikey. So what are Mo and I missing by peeing standing up? No, look, you guys are absolutely right. It's a complete turnoff. It's a it's it's a bad thing, but it's got its pros. I'm telling you. I've got a written statement if you'd let me read it. <laughs> Floor is yours, certainly. All right. Today I'm taking a stand. No longer will I be discriminated against for a long-term bathroom habit of mine. I'm here to say to the world that I pee sitting down and I'm dang proud of it. Anytime I've told somebody that I prefer to pee sitting down in my private residence, they look at me odd. Now I've got a list of reasons why it's not odd, but it's actually genius. (laughs) Let me tell you why. 
first, it makes so much more sense, all the sense in the world. Why would I stand where I could sit? I'm not in any type of hurry. And I like to play Plants vs. Zombies while I'm on the pot. <laughs> all right. Secondly, I am at no risk of dribbling pee on my nice khakis. Hmm. I Anytime I'm peeing standing up, I tend to dribble some pee on my nice khakis. <laughs> okay. And then you look like an idiot. You got a prostate um, problem. Yeah. <laughs> You're too young to have no, a prostate problem. on your aim or something. <laughs> what do you mean? Aren't you? You guys don't dribble? No. no isn't there no. like a, shake, isn't there a trick that you kind of like, you kind of hold the head up a little bit and then you can just kind of like shake it? <laughs> I don't know about yeah, the head um, up thing, but this is yeah, it's, it's a real yeah, technique to it. It is. It is. <laughs> but it's not anything that yeah. you, like your dad teaches you. It's just kind of no. like, no, it's an, yeah, you just, you got it. Okay. Cause I want, no, I, we, we're just using two different lingos. Dribble and shake. No, it's the same thing, I think. Dribbling is like, if it's getting on your khakis, then You're that doing, is a dribble. Are you right. doing a helicopter with it? And a just, like, yeah, a shake is yeah. to make sure that you don't dribble yes. onto exactly. your khakis. Exactly, yes. Okay, well, then I'm talking about shake. Um, but when you shake, are you shaking it so violently? Yeah, like, you're going crazy with the shake. You might not be shaking. Maybe. You might be playing with yourself. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fine line. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe, maybe it's a little bit too violent. I don't know. Maybe I got a prostate problem. That doctor that called in yesterday, he says, he says I might have the healthiest prostate of us all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They say if you're sitting down, that's the best one. Mm -hmm. Um. All right, well, so people try to count you out whenever they hear that you pee sitting down. And this is kind of what Abby was talking about yesterday. Whenever I first started dating my girlfriend, I knew that I had to come clean about it. <laughs> and it was just as humiliating as I thought it was going to be. Oh, wow. any, ounce of man any, any ounce of manliness I had in that moment was completely gone. Whenever she pictured me just sitting long-legged on the pot, pin. Why well, long-legged uh, on the pot? Mikey, but why did you have to disclose that? Because she's going to catch me sometime, and okay. I'm not going to let that happen. Okay. I'm getting and, out in front of it first. And she's going to mistake this for a poop yeah. if she walks in on him and yeah. he's peeing, so it's better to establish this right off the bat. Gotcha. I, understand, I understand the logic yeah, here. I do, too. Okay, I got you. And, and if I'm just going to keep up the charade, I'm going to have to lift the toilet seat every time. It's just, it, it was too much. I just need to come clean. Um, but, yeah, it was, and it was as bad as you could think it'd be. She buried her face in her hands, <laughs> wondering what she got herself into. Um, but here's the upside, everybody. Hear this one out. Time went by, and she was forced to get used to it. Eventually, she was able to see the genius of it. She has never, here's two things. She's never once had to put the toilet seat down. Mm -hmm. And the toilet seat has never had a drop of pee on it. Never a dribble of pee. Yeah, I could see why a woman would endorse this because they're constantly trying to emasculate us. Um. <laughs> it's our way of taking down the patriarchy. It's all part of our Barbie plot. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Mikey, it turns out that you are not the only Burt Show member that pees sitting down. And this one, honestly, is shocking. Kaylee, please <gasps> grab a mic. No way. What? Yeah, well, when I'm at home, well, I used to have um, my uh, 
I used to have a Prince Albert. I had it for like 15 years. If you don't know what that is, it's a piercing through the head of your pee-pee. Uh, okay, hold on. Let's take a... Uh, let's take a... I was going to say hard right, but I don't want to. Uh, let's take a right turn. Why would you do that? Is it more... Does it make it more sensitive? Um, Not for me. I don't know. When I was like 18, I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to get one. And it was right when I became a body piercer. So... Is it more pleasurable for the women that you're with? Some women, yes. Some women, no. Okay. I guess it just depends on uh, their... They're uh, how they're set up. Everywhere. Is there still a okay. hole down there where you can put it in? Yeah, I mean, I had it for like oh. 15 years, and so the reason why I sat down because <laughs> depending like, on, I just have this vision of a, a hose with a bunch of holes in it, right? Like when you go to bed, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, it was. It would like sometimes when you the be. Show, hey. <laughs> it's like a whole leathery bed. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in, I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't want to get any pee on my floor, so I just sat down. But if I went to like I was in a public like place, I would just. I didn't care, like, if it sprayed anywhere. <laughs> That's not your problem. Not um, my problem. So, Mikey, um, were you taught by your parents to pee sitting down, or did they teach you to pee standing up? Or was there no, ever that no, lesson no. at all? Don't, don't, don't put that on those fine folks. They didn't do that at all. This is my problem that I'm facing. No, I, I came up with it all by my lonesome. I think you're supposed, supposed to, when you start potty training boys, they mm-hmm. start sitting down. Yes. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, initially. But then you make the transition into boyhood. That's why you have those little potties. <laughs> and when they sit on them, there's like this little cover in the mm-hmm. front. That way they can they sit uh. peeing down and then you then ultimately they learn how to pee standing up. So even when you go like in public restrooms, you will bypass? No, no that's different. But okay. okay, this is just one tiny part of my pee life. I got all kinds of problems. I got stage fright, like nobody's business. So I'm a stall guy. I'm a guy that likes to go into a stall. I don't like Mm. to journal. All right. So, and that that could possibly play into it. I don't know which one came first, but uh, no, in public, I am standing up, but preferably in a stall. Have you ever tried to pee on the urinal, like sitting on the urinal? (laughs) Could you imagine you guys walking into the men's restroom here? He's sitting in Mikey's sitting sitting on the urinal. Mo took a picture of my socks underneath, so I know he's going to take a picture of that. Or or you're lined up at like that terrible stadium trough where you have to pee in it. You got one dude that's just sitting there on the (laughs) trough. How did we talk about this for 10 minutes? We're the bird show. We are the bird show. This is the bird show. I think... Last week for our phone screener, uh, Amber could be referred to as a little bittersweet, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 75% bitter, 25% sweet. Yeah, at least. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to give you like 99% bitter, maybe 1% sweet. Well, All right, well, I'll be more honest. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Those first holidays after you, you lose a loved one, they're, they're really tough. Yes, 100%. I was uh, lucky enough, though, uh, that uh, my father and I, we've always been little adventurous people together. We used to do this thing every Thursday night called Daddy-Daughter Night. And and just to um, 
to recap, Amber lost her mom oh, recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. For those who's not listening, uh, those not listening. For those of you who didn't or unaware, my mom did pass away uh, from um, ovarian cancer. It happened fast. It really within a month. Yeah, it was wow. very fast. And so my dad, we used to have this thing called Daddy Daughter Night. So we would go out every Thursday to get get some. It started with Captain D's because kids used to eat free on Thursdays. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I get that. My daddy's a little frugal. You know what I mean? Like hey, hey. Captain yeah. D's. Yay. Get some some processed fish. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and then it kind of grew into doing other things and trying different things to kind of get me to try new things and experiences, foods, etc. So this time he was like, Hey. Uh, I want to go to that Jurassic Park exhibition thing that everyone's always talking about, that exhibit. And I was like, all right, let's go. So he got tickets and we went and... uh, So just so I'm clear also, or we're all clear of like sort of the family tree here, mm -hmm. mom and dad were still together when mom passed away. They were married for 42 years. It was 42 years, September 5th. Wow, so he's going through it too, for sure. Yeah, and he's he's very similar to to most black men. They, They... Stereotypically, they don't always tend to show you what's going on or share it with you. Um, He's the protector. He keeps everything inside, you know. Um, So it was really good to actually see him smile because I've seen him. I don't know if he's noticed, but I've seen him have his private moments and it's not pretty. Nobody wants to see their dad, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling like that. But anyways, Mm -hmm. we went to um, Jurassic Park. We were... Uh, attacked by a Tyrannosaurus Rex and an escaped <laughs> Velociraptor. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of fun. And there was this one, this cute little kid, um, little young boy. Uh, th- I would say probably about Jimmy's age. I, he looked like it. Like a toddler. So yeah, yeah. And he was standing there and the, the Tyrannosaurus Rex comes out and he's like, oh, you know. And so he backs up into my dad and his mom looks down and he looks and she looks at my dad and I'm looking at her. I'm like, and this is a white woman, by the way. <laughs> okay. It's very, I was like, yo, don't you trust that white baby. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was funny, and she she started laughing, and the, you know it was a good time. But it, the the best part about that entire experience is that we remembered that we were able to go out and still smile. Mm-hmm. That was the first time that we ever had a ma- created a new memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good one, so it, it felt good. I know, I know, it can be conflicting too because your loved one's going to want you to continue to live your life and live it to the fullest. But there is also when you start enjoying yourself again. A lot of guilt. Is there? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be sad. Like yeah. your parent died. Yeah. And so you're supposed to be sad. So mm-hmm. when you start having fun, when you laugh for the first time after somebody significant passes away, the guilt is like suffocating. You almost 100%. catch yourself like while you're oh. laughing. Really? Yeah. yeah. It happened to me actually before we went to the uh, Jurassic Park thing. I don't I think I saw something on the internet or I don't know, something made me laugh. And after I laughed, I, I just, I started crying yeah. immediately. I felt hard. like I'm not supposed to be happy. I know. How dare I have a, a moment when, you know, but it's, it's okay. It's natural. That's and, natural. And, and I want to say that to everybody who's going through something like that, give yourself some grace. You're allowed to feel different emotions. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It doesn't always have to be sad. And so I, I did have to figure that out the hard way, but yeah. I'm getting through it. Now, is this something it. you worked out uh, by yourself or I know that you've like seen a therapist for the first time also? Yes, I am. Um, I, for the very first time, uh, <laughs> I've never had therapy before. You picked a good time. We'll do that to you. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll do it. <laughs> so that'll I went get you up in and, that chair real quick. Oh, okay. Luckily for me, it was a video chat. <laughs> so uh, it, it went really well. Um, I'm going to be doing it again. I don't know how often I can do it because therapy ain't cheap. <laughs> Being healthy, no matter what it is, mental or physical, you know, it costs you some money. So um, I'm looking into different grants or proposals, whatever I can do to be able to do this because I did find someone that I like. Is this I just like don't a better know. help type thing? 
Um, actually, it is port counseling. Oh yeah. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. Oh okay. I, yeah. yeah. I I like her. Um, she seems like a very kind person, and she's a black woman, mm-hmm. so she can understand other issues that I may need to talk about in the future. So she's great. Yeah, I like her a lot. So I think I'm going to be going with her. As um, unfortunate as your situation is, I do think it's a beautiful thing that you and your dad can lean on each mm-hmm. other because yeah. I share that similar pain, and I'm sure that's been mm-hmm. really good for the both of you. Hundred percent. Is it or um? I'm just I, I've never been in this situation. So is it, I don't want to say healthy, does it help to be in the same situation at the same time? Or sometimes I feel like when you're in a relationship, when one is going through stress, then the other one is not and can can help the other one out. But if you're going through it at the same time, I wonder if it even makes it more difficult. For my father and I, it works. Mm-hmm. We can do it. For my cousin and I, it's very frustrating. He is a May Gemini, super emotional. <laughs> and I'm a June Gemini. Leave me alone. So anyways, he he has a very difficult time. When he goes through it, he only cares about himself. He, he, no one else matters. He can't help you when he's where he is. Mm-hmm. And I've made, it makes you feel like you can't grieve because you have to take care of him, if that makes any sense. So it's better for me and my dad, but my cousin and I, no. Yeah, when you lose... Like within the family, like you lose some the, the, the same person, right? I mean, different relationship, but same person. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know somebody else gets what you're going through. Yeah, yeah that's how it was for me. Pain shared is pain lesson for me. Yeah, I love that. It's the Bird Show. The Bird Show. The good news, it's a great gift. The bad news, it might be from an inappropriate person. You got something going on in your life? You want to share your drama with The Burt Show and the rest of the country? Hit us up at thebirtshow.com. Abby's got the email. Burt Show, I could really use your unbiased takes on my situation. I would also love to know if any Burt Show listeners have ever been in this position because I truly believe I'm the only one. I'm struggling to make a decision based on principle, but I'm worried my principle is causing me to make the wrong call. Am I putting my conscience over my daughter's futures? First, the backstory. My former best friend slept with my husband. Hey, you know what? That's not cool. Nope. Where I'm from, that's just not cool. You just don't do that. No. Mm -mm. To save our marriage, we cut off all ties with her and her family. It was the right thing to do for our marriage and our family. Reconciliation with my husband has been painful, Mm. but slowly we have rebuilt what we had prior to the infidelity. And I feel we're stronger than ever. Yeah, good for you. Wow. Have I forgiven him fully? Yes. Will I be able to will I be able to trust him fully again? I'd say I'm currently at ninety eight percent. That's about ninety percent more than where I think I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Recently my husband and I received legal notifications that she I refuse to use her name has established two very generous college funds for our young daughters. Hmm. We, especially I, want nothing to do with her or her guilt money. Her behavior feels so manipulative or is this just her way of clearing her conscience and trying to make things right with the universe? By refusing the college funds, I'm worried I'm being a bad mother, making my girls' college careers less certain. Would it be selfish of me to turn down her money? We could definitely use it, 
but it just feels so dirty. Ooh, Burt Show. One eight five five Burt Show. What would you do in a case like this? You have you been in a case like this? Because I do feel like she's the only one here. It's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Take the money and run, girl. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, this right? Is a, that's a college is expensive. Mm-hmm. But the the thing is, if this is gonna linger in your conscience, like every time you go to visit your kids at school and you realize they're only there uh, because because your husband's mistress paid for it. I don't know. It, I could see that being an issue. I don't know what this says about me as a person, but I would take this with ease. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I would feel like this is the least you can do. With all that you've done to destroy the family, I, I'm the older I get, the more I realize you just don't need pride all the time. You can just put your pride... <laughs> Look at say, you and your growth. I'm trying that. to grow. Say that. I'm growing. He's done growing. <laughs> Sometimes you got to put it to the side, man. Why not take this money to help your children? Nah. You're not taking it? Mm-mm. No? Nah, man. Uh... Because I think it it also opens up the door again for her to be somehow, some way in your guys' relationship. Mm. Uh, I would just, it, it feels like blood money, man. Um, no, nah, I, I couldn't do it. It is a little weird that it's also an apology gift from her when her husband was also responsible for for the infidelity as well. Like she's making reparations, but like really what has the husband done? I mean, does this also mean like it's a one-time gift and the husband and her don't have to communicate at all? Or is there paperwork that has to be done where she has to be in communication and attached to the family? I, 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 it just feels too messy. I like it. It should be no strings attached. Like if it's if if it's that kind of exchange yes. to where you are genuinely just giving me this money and that is it. I don't. Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about yep. it. We don't have to sign anything. We don't have to rehash or relive anything. I would take the money. I'm trying to be on your side here, but like I can't see myself saying, "Oh, I hate you," but I'll take your money. <laughs> <laughs> but if you hate him enough, wouldn't you take their money? Yes. Might feel good every time you cash that check. It's yes. a lot of pain. Hey, Sarah, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Call me Petty. Call me Petty Patty. <laughs> but I would take that money, like Mo said, with no strings attached and run with it. Okay. Okay, Petty Go Petty. For it. Petty Patty. Good morning, Kim. You are part of the Burt Show. Thank you for joining the convo. So my daughter was attacked by my brother's dog, and we sued my brother's family and got her a college fund. I would 100% take the money. <laughs> All right, let's stop right here for a second. Whoa. Let's hit pause. Wait a second. Yeah, let's hit pause, <laughs> and we need more deets on this. Is your daughter okay? She is. She had to have her ear reattached to her head. Oh. oh. Yeah, she was like four. It was the day before preschool graduation. It was like a whole family drama thing. I bet. We had the best dog bite lawyer in Atlanta. He was amazing. And, you know, they wound up paying all of her medical bills. And she got a pretty nice chunk of change that we are using for her for college. So, and you just had, you had no hesitation whatsoever as soon as it happened. I am suing my brother and his family. I mean, there was some hesitation, but for her, it was the right thing for us to do. No, totally. Yeah, I'm not coming down on you at all, Kim, at all. No, I know. I know. No, no. I get it. it. It was, it took a lot of, you know, pushing that email button. Like, yes, I want to do this mm-hmm. and I have the support of half my family and not the other half of my family. And well, it was a thing, but we're, you know, it was, how old is she now? Five years ago. So we're, we've kind of moved a little bit past it. I bet. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask how you the know? relationship is now. It's Okay. Yeah, you know, could be worse. <laughs> could be better. Could be worse. I, I, and and she went through a lot, and it yeah. was just 
for her, it was the absolute right thing for us to do. Oh, I bet. I know this is a sidebar, kind of superficial question, but is she totally terrified of dogs even today? She isn't, actually, her. which is, like, unbelievable. Yes. She, wow. she really has, like, pushed through and worked through, and she's in therapy and, and all the things, but she loves animals, and Good. she doesn't like it when they bark at you know, near her, like yep. bark on her, kind of scares her a little bit. But she's nine now, and she was four when it happened. So that's a strong little girl, uh, right there, man. Good for her. Yeah, I really like to talk about it, but you know, she's, yeah. she's resilient, and uh, but she's got she's got a good little college fund set up for her. Okay, yeah, thank nice. you for calling. Thank you. Um, I'd say ninety five percent of the calls are saying, "Take that cash." Yeah, <laughs> take that cash, Anna. Take it, take it, take what, it. What do you think, Anna? Anna's on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> Marie, good morning. You're on the bird show. Hi. Hi, guys. Good morning. Um, I, have a, I think she should totally take it. Your kid's more important than, than some stupid thing. Does the daughter know two things? Does the daughter know about the affair? That we don't know. Okay, and if she does, if she doesn't, I would never let her know where the money came from. Mm. Either way. That's fair. Yeah, and that's pretty similar to all the calls right there. Take that cash. Take that money. Take that cash. This is The Birch. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Go. All right. The writing's on the wall here, and it's not completely confirmed, but I think I've got enough circumstantial evidence to share what I consider an embarrassing family secret, Okay. And this is not the family meeting that we're having later on in the show that we've been telling you guys about. We got one more of those to do today, and that's, that's not going to be fun. Um, this one here, again, is circumstantial, and I hope I'm not calling this family member out. <clears throat> and it's not accurate, but I've got enough experience now to know that it's occurring in my house. And it could very, it's my fault, actually. It's my fault. I've just noticed that when I go into my 16-year-old's shower, that the washcloth I provide him with is dry. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Then we were at Ole Miss this weekend, and we didn't share a bathroom. He had his own, but I had to use his shower because the one that I had didn't have any hot water. And I'm like, I'm not doing this here. So I used his shower, and he had taken a shower. No washcloth anywhere. No washcloth to be found. Uh Uh-oh. So here we've been talking now for months and months and months, and how I have strongly said when I found out that this was a problem with white people, that we got to do better. Somehow, some way, I have missed this assignment, maybe, in my house with my kid. And he's part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I tagged Mo. I had my girls weekend this past weekend. Uh-huh. Got a condo on the beach from VRBO. Mm-hmm. And I was there by myself for like the first night. Wake up in the morning, go to take a shower. I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking. Yep. Yeah. There is not a washcloth to be found. So I, I sent a video to Mo on, in my Insta story and I go, Mo, 
There's no washcloth in this condo. <laughs> I think you and I both know what that means. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Ruin my day. <laughs> Ruin my day. It means yep. it's a condo that's owned by white people. It is. Uh-huh. And mostly white people are there using that condo. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. I've always brought my own washcloths when I travel, but I've I've never noticed how many times now that I bring the washcloth not to replace the washcloth that there, but just to have one because there are never any washcloths anymore. And I don't know if that's become more of a thing lately. Maybe people are saving like money by not buying washcloths. I don't know, but it seems to be even worse nowadays than it used to be. Now, See, that's the first time I've ever encountered that in all my See? travels. There's always been a washcloth. Until this, until this past weekend. Now, I've been so hardcore about it in the past that if there's no washcloth there, I will actually use the hand towel, you know, the one you're not supposed to use, um, by the sink. And I'll bring that thing and, and try to use that as a washcloth, but it weighs 48 pounds. Yeah, it's so heavy. With water on it, right? You might as well get your dumbbells and your, your curls out the way in the shower. So somebody called me out because I had my hair wrapped in a towel. They're like, yeah. well, you obviously took a shower. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to take a shower. But they had those black cosmetic washcloths that they want women to use when they're removing their makeup so you don't get the white washcloth dirty, even though there was no white Ooh. washcloth. So they had two uh, of those black cosmetic washcloths, so I just used that yes. to wash my butt. Yeah, but, as you should have. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Survive in advance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do what you got to do. Um, I didn't even know this was a problem with white people until you guys brought it up from that TV show. From Atlanta, yeah, I was watching. This is I brought this to the table, God, years ago, because I was watching an episode of Atlanta, and it was two white lesbians that had adopted um, a young black child, and he was asking where the washcloth is, and he's like, "What are you talking?" Like, and they had no washcloth, and it, then it came up again when the black social worker came and asked for a washcloth to put on a sick kid's head, and they didn't have one, and I'm like, "What am I missing here?" Because we always had washcloths. Look, my parents weren't good parents. They were not. They were not good parents. But they did teach me how to use a washcloth. <laughs> okay. And in this area, I am a worse parent yeah. than my parents. And that's not possible. <laughs> I was glad to finally see the two worlds come together because it has been said within the black community for years what? that white people don't use washcloths. And the first time I ever got to ask someone was actually our <laughs> former producer, Blake. And I asked him if the rumors oh. were true that white people not only don't use washcloths, but don't wash your legs. And it was both true for him. Uh-huh. So then that became the lead narrative in the white community that y'all don't do either one. All right. So based on his announcement yesterday, if you're white and you don't use a washcloth, you're going to be gay. <laughs> <laughs> you're so stupid. If you're, not, if you're not using a washcloth and you're not washing your legs, you're going to end up gay. <laughs> we got to the bottom of it. <laughs> All right. So how are you going to remedy this yeah. situation? He and I are going to have to have a serious... I mean, sit down. I'll record it for you. On a very special birthday. Yeah, this one, this one is a deal breaker. Okay. He's gonna have to come out to you. What's that? He's gonna have to come out to you. You gotta tell me one of two things. You're gonna have to use a washcloth or tell me you're gay, bro. Which one is? It's the birch. The birch show. Abby here thinks her family might be being stalked. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So I need y'all to help me decide who's the bigger creep, me or this girl I used to be really close friends with in college. You. <laughs> Probably me. <laughs> Although I feel feel like by the end of the story, you might change your mind. Okay. So back it's in gonna co- take a lot. <laughs> so back in college, I used to be friends of proximity with this girl named Lauren. We had a bunch of classes together, and I mean, we hung out after class. We would go to bars together, and we were you know pretty close for the most part. But I mean, you know how you have those friends that 
you're hanging out for the time being, but they're not really long-term friends. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the box that I would put Lauren in. And so a couple years ago, my cousin, Allie, who, who's going to be in my wedding, or not my wedding, wedding. I'm going to be in her wedding. <laughs> Dang it. You know uh, what? Girl, put it in the universe. Put it, I know what you're doing. Just manifest it. Just keep saying that kind of stuff. Put it in the universe. Someone's getting married. Well, at this rate with friends, Allie's the only person who will be at my wedding. But I, I'm in Allie's wedding and um, me and her grew up together. We're super close. And um, one uh, weekend she came down to Florida to go to a game. I took her out to some tailgates and I, she actually ended up meeting Lauren. And we, we hung out for that whole night. You know, we all crashed at my apartment. It was great. But that was like the extent of how Allie and Lauren know each other. So fast forward, obviously I'm out of college now and me and Lauren probably haven't talked in maybe two or three years. We're still social media friends, but I like say happy birthday and Merry Christmas to her once a year. And that's kind of the extent of how we keep in touch. So on the bachelorette trip with my cousin, she brought something up to me. She goes, Abby, do you know who this girl named Lauren is? I see that you guys both follow each other on Instagram. And I was like, yeah, like you, you met her once. You don't remember? She goes, yeah, but it was like forever ago. And I found it very weird that for the last three or four months, every single Instagram story that I've ever posted, Lauren has taken a look at. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you know how you can scroll up and, and see everyone who's looked at your Instagram stories. She goes, full disclosure, I like to see everybody who's looked at my stories. Hmm. She's super really? into social media. She loves seeing who's keeping up with her stuff. And she said- Do if you guys you do that? I'm just- Curious, am I the odd one here? No. I, I, well, I mean, because of what we do, hmm? we have a pretty extensive, we have quite a few followers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that would be pointless for us. I've stopped doing it since joining the show because it's pointless now. <laughs> I look. You do look. Not every single time, but just enough, especially on the more personal posts. Mm -hmm. just, I'm more curious about who hearted it because you can send reactions and heart stuff. Yeah. And to me, that showcases like, it. it's not a full-blown indicator, but I'm like, oh, I feel like I have supportive friends when I see that they hearted it. That gotcha. makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Gotcha. Yeah, I do the same okay. thing. I see who hearts it, but that's really it. Like, but, I, I, yeah. To be clear, I don't judge people who don't heart it. I judge <laughs> the ones who do heart it. I'm like, oh, fuzzies. Oh, I'm judging you. If you don't like my post, I, I have a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm coming for you. Or if there was like a guy that I was interested in, I want to see if mm. he's looking at it. But again, that's the extent. But if you are not in the public eye and you only have maybe three or 400 people looking at your post, sometimes you like to see who's keeping up with you. And that's what my cousin told me. She said, you know, full disclosure, I totally check who looks at my posts. And if you go to the very, very bottom, you can see who's looking at your posts, but who doesn't follow you. And she said, the only person that doesn't follow me on that list is that girl, <gasps> Lauren. And at probably since the beginning of summer, Ali said that she's been looking at her posts and what she's been doing. So she has, you have to seek that. That's one thing. It's like people pop up in your feet, like you yeah. know, in, the, in the top and you're just like, you're going through and you're watching all that stuff if you follow them. But the fact she doesn't follow her mm -hmm. and she is actively seeking out her profile and then looking at her stories, that is odd. She's going out of her way to do it. And not only is she doing it with um, her personal account, she's also doing it with her Finsta. So it's two different accounts down there. She's like, these are the only two accounts that don't follow me. And she's actively seeking out my stuff to see what I'm up to. And if my cousin was the kind of person to post on her story, you know, fashion things, and maybe she feels weird about following her, she only met her once. That would be one thing. But straight up, love her to death. But her Instagram stories are so boring. It's, <laughs> it's literally just her at a football game or uh, the song that she's listening to or the, the her dog. And as her family, I'm invested because I'm invested in my cousin. But if I'm just some random girl that I met out at a Gator game once, I would have no reason to seek out her content. So I'm just 
very confused. Should like, do I say something to Lauren? Does it make me look like a creep that my cousin was seeking out who was in her Instagram story feed? I mean, I know technically she's it's your friend, mm-hmm. but it's it's your cousin's Instagram. Like ultimately, if anybody's going to say something, it has to be your cousin. But it's also harmless, right? She's just looking at some stuff. It's harmless, but it's also bizarre. I feel, yeah. it feels like very very low grade. I, not stalking, but it's why, why There's an agenda. We want to know the motive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's That's the why. motive? Why are you looking at her stuff? You don't, you're not friends with this girl. If you don't follow them, but you're viewing the stories, there's something there. There's some, you don't want to be caught or something. Otherwise you would just follow them because people follow other people on Insta all the time that they don't know well, even if it's not a celeb. So what, so could, if, so what could be the reason? I know, but if you have nothing mm-hmm. to hide, you're not going to lurk like that. You're just going to straight up follow and be like, I'm here. And she's not being like, I'm here. She is sketchily watching from afar. Well, can she, can um, your cousin kind of throw a warning shot and follow her and see what, how she responds? Ooh. That's devious. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell her and um, we'll see how she responds. It's a Bert Show. The Bert Show. Haley, I think you are going through something that a majority of parents are dealing with, with young kids. Oh my God, yes. Okay. How old is your son, Kai? He just turned 11. And he wants to do what? Start his own YouTube channel. Oh, no. Oh, wow. No, no. no. Okay. So I have uh, 11-year-old niece and nephews, and I can see it in her eyes that this is something she would love to do as well. Yeah, and I've been fighting it. He's been wanting it, and and I'm like, no, no. (laughs) And at one point, it was like, I don't know, six or seven months ago, I kind of was like, maybe, and I actually, those words came out of my mouth, maybe, and then he was on me, like, can I do it? Can we do it? Can we set it up today? Can we set it up today? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I can't, I can't get mad at him for that because he's like me. He's very persistent. He asks for what he wants, but I try to limit YouTube watching in general because I mean, he would just watch mindless crap for hours. And a lot of it is mindless. Like there's, there are some that have educational value to him. And then there are others that are just drivel. And there are there are a couple of channels that he really likes. Like there's this, these guys make so much money. The Dude Perfect, the Trick Shot guys. Um, and uh, they even like had like a concert thing that I brought them to. And so they, and I think that's where they made all their money was on YouTube doing these like crazy trick shots. Um, but he's, just, I mean, constantly like... Uh, I'll come home and I could see he's on it. I'm like, get off of YouTube. So now just the fact of him like going to stare at it. Oh my God, I got likes. I got subscribers. Uh. I could just see the addiction and the mindless stuff. So anyway, I've been trying to avoid it. Does now, he have a premise? Is there something specific that he wanted to do? Um, Be on YouTube. Okay, okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So he found a way to circumvent me. Oh, he did? Yes, he did. Is it is it his mother? Uh, no, no. Mom's on board with that because yeah. she'll go, ask your dad. Mm-hmm. I'm like, thanks. You're leaving that, all that decision-making weight on me. Yep. So him and one of his best friends who live in the neighborhood decided that they would get his dad to start a YouTube channel, like a secondary channel underneath him. Oh, so wait, so the dad already uh, has a YouTube channel? Well, his, yeah, the dad has, well, he has a YouTube account. Okay. So he let my son and his son start one under his account. Time out, w- without time out. 
Yeah, go w- without ahead. asking you or your wife's well, permission. I mean, it's technically his. No, but your kid's a part of it. And so you can't start a YouTube channel and put another parent's child's face on the internet. I'm not worried about, like, We they, are. Uh, I'm worried. Yeah, that's uh-uh. wrong. You yeah. can't do that. Well, why not? Because I mean, that's like, my see, kid. I, that doesn't make me mad. Like, it, like, it's not the, I'm not trying to hide his face. I know as, you're not. As, but as, as, like, parent to parent, it just seems like that is, one, common decency, common courtesy, like, whatever you want to say, proper protocol. Like, if somebody put my kid on their YouTube channel and didn't get parental consent, that's a huge issue. Now you're making me mad. Now I'm going to have to send him a, a nasty letter. No, and I love the, I love his parent, this kid's parents, and okay. I love the kid. He's a really good kid. Um, and they do a lot for my son. They take him constantly out to dinner, and, and they're just really, they're both really, really good kids. So, but now what's making me even more mad is the amount of success they are having with these stupid videos. Okay. Like, right. I am more pissed off about that than anything else. So your son could have been getting all the credit. See? See what you did? Yeah. Well, I mean, they are getting all the credit. So so the name of their channel is It Hurts. And, so, and this up. is Kai and his buddy, his little yeah. friend. And so they have a, their own YouTube channel called It Hurts. Yes. And what are they doing? Stupid, <laughs> mindless nonsense. Little skits, uh, you know, uh-huh. that they're doing. But... Do you realize, okay, so now I haven't had all the time to execute as much marketing as I would have liked to with my podcast. Um, I do do a little bit, but I'm kind of been a one-man army and as I'm building this team. And you believe it or not, in like weeks, he is already, he has like 10 times more subscribers than me. He's got <laughs> videos that have views of like 10,000. And I'm like, I don't have a video that's been viewed 10,000 times. Are you sure? Because I just did a search on YouTube. I cannot find his channel. Yeah, I think it's It Hurts. It Hurts? <laughs> How successful well, can it be? It Hurts Me. <laughs> um, I think that's what it's called. It's got like a bullseye icon. Well, so, he, so he's, you didn't want him to do it, but he found a way to do it, and now he's doing it. And, and so now he's having success. So okay. now I'm like, well. Did you ask him for advice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, help me produce some mindless crap that's going to get me lots of hits. Well, I'm like, okay, so, I mean, I can't fight. So do I just let him just have a chat? He's going to have it anyway. No, he's not. And so why can't I make money off of him? (laughs) Why can't I hone in on that and be like one of those parents that's just selling their kids out? Raking in the dough. Yeah, right? Some of those kids make bank, dude. I know, like this kid that opens up stupid toys. Like, here, here's this Barbie doll, and I'm going to make... Millions. Million, yeah, millions. millions. You can't find it, Abby? No, I can't find it. Oh, sorry. Well, send it to it's me. It's there. I will. I'll send it to you. But yeah, I'm very upset. So <laughs> I need therapy about it. Here, Bird Show. Hi, so she's really digging this dude that she is dating. The finances, though. The finances, though, are really getting under her skin as she looks at a future together with this guy. So if you got something going on in your life, hit us up at thebirdshow.com via email. Abby's got the email. I have been engaging in a friends with benefits relationship for about six months with a guy who is quite nice and quite good at what he does. So good. And I call him Jon Snow. Um, why does she call him Jon Snow? I don't know. Jon Snow knows nothing. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know. With a guy who's quite nice. Wait, when you guys get the joke, let oh, me know. Oh, something. I remember. I remember from Game of Thrones because when he was with, what was her name? Egret. Yeah. Um, he did. He, he was. He was a first timer, but he was really good at what he did. 
as far as pleasing her. Gotcha. Mm, okay. That well, felt like I, a reach. Yeah. Okay, love that for you. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay, I made it clear that this situation worked for where I am in my life, and he was okay with it, but stated he would like a relationship, which I was open to. He put a timeline on it, and we are getting close. I entered into this knowing or assuming we weren't equally yoked in finances or responsibilities, which was fine for what I wanted. The guy is actually really kind and considerate, which I love. But we realized we are each other's usual types, which makes me nervous because that hasn't worked for either of us in the past. In my past, I've always been put in the mothering role for all my relationships. That's got to be exhausting. Mm -hmm. Friendships, family members, and my ex. They all joke around and call me mom, and that's not what I want to be, <laughs> especially not to a romantic partner. Sexy. <laughs> I don't want to take on the responsibility of taking care of another adult. He had a job and could take care of himself. He lives like a college student. He lost that job about a month ago and has been looking. But part of the reason I don't want to commit right away is because I was trying to break away from a codependent relationship with my parent in which I was playing a parent where I felt used and abused. After being in a long-term relationship with a partner who didn't work and I mothered all throughout college, I explained all of this to him and he even got to witness some of it. How do I break it to him that he needs to have a constant job before I commit without hurting his feelings? Also, he has been pursuing a business of his own for four years and been unsuccessful. He wants me to be a part of it. And I flat out said not until he can prove that he can be successful by himself and I would need to see his finances to prove it. I ain't mad at it. I have, however, been supportive when I can. I have a successful business and I have a lot of control over my time where it seems like he over invests in both time and money and doesn't have a lot of time for me or the time I would require for a relationship. Even though he has been giving what time he can now, it seems to stretch him thin. And I honestly don't think he is in the position to be in a relationship right now. That being said, I know everything doesn't have to be perfect for a relationship to work, but I don't like to fail and breaking up after entering a relationship is a last resort option. <laughs> I'm questioning whether I should tell him my birthday is coming up in less than a week. He hasn't mentioned it. And I think it might be because he doesn't have the money to celebrate with me. What's you all's advice? Thank you. Um. So what exactly is the question? Should I break it off with this guy or is that it? Like, because clearly like. She doesn't know if she wants to become official with him. Here's the thing. How many times do you ignore your gut feeling and your gut and always ends up right? <laughs> Everything that you've said in here, your gut is telling you exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. And this one line that I highlighted, how do I break it to him that he needs to have a constant job before I commit without hurting his feelings? Man, I'll tell you what, that I am really in touch with now and I am working. I have gone into so many relationships, business and personal, dancing around the truth not to hurt somebody's feelings in the short term, which just ends up hurting them in the long term when you get to the authentic thing anyway. It's always there and you're going to always default back to who you really are. So trying to not hurt somebody's feelings and dancing around the truth is not going to work. So look, your gut is telling you what you need to do here. 
Yeah, I was actually in a very, very, very similar situationship right after I graduated from college. It was this guy who was like on his sixth year of, of university and he didn't really know what he wanted to do with his life, but we got along so well that I just liked hanging out with him. And the problem was, is that my gut feeling was like, you know, you want to be in a serious relationship with a guy who can hold his own and this guy can't. And I would jokingly look at him, look at him and be like, you know, we would just be perfect for each other in five years and five years. Well, guess what? It's five years. And even though we obviously are not together anymore, he is still in the exact same position that mm-hmm. I left him in when um, our situationship ended. So I, I, I think if the longer you drag this out, the more painful it's going to be, because that's what I did is I just kept pushing it off. And then I actually kind of hurt like a real breakup when it ended. And she's not saying he has to have some like big money making, high powering job. He just needs to have a consistent job. You're looking for an adult. You're dating a child. Let's be honest. I agree. Uh, I feel like if at this point in a relationship, if she were in a position where she should continue with him, she would be excited about it. I don't think you should almost be talking yourself into a relationship. Mm -hmm. You should be, it should be something you're looking forward to, especially Mm -hmm. since they've already come this far. So if you're already at this point with him and you are still questioning everything, then I think you have all your answers right there. Relationships are work, but they shouldn't be a job. This one sounds mm. like a job. He doesn't have a job. That's it's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The Bird Show.